Welcome to Divorce Right, HR solutions for divorce in the workplace. I'm your host, Vicki Townsend, and welcome to the show for HR directors, managers, and department heads looking for solutions for their divorcing employees. Divorce is the second highest life stressor coming in just slightly behind death of a loved one. From presenteeism to absences and everything in between, divorcing employees cost our country billions of dollars each year in lost productivity. In this show, you'll learn how you can help your employees through this very challenging life event. So join us every Monday where we dive into the state-of-the-art techniques, tips, and real-world solutions for divorcing employees in the workplace. You'll meet thought leaders from the divorce and the human resources industries from across the country. You'll hear from industry giants in the fields of mental health, legal matters, finance, issues with children, and so much more to help you help your employee through this incredibly challenging life event. So put it on your calendar and learn how you can make this process a better one for your team. Hello, everyone. I'm Vicki Townsend. I'm the president of Divorce Right. And today we have a very special guest on a very special topic that is uh, near and dear to my heart. Today, we are going to be talking about special needs families and the impact in the HR community. So this is, this is the key insights for HR to know about divorce and special needs families. And I hope that you will welcome my guest and friend, Dr. Susan Corb Bernstein. She is an experienced certified divorce coach and certified high conflict divorce coach. She earned her bachelor's, master's, and doctorate in education, leadership, and child development, and was a school teacher, administrator, and college professor. This background helps her immensely in custody battles and parenting plans, including her specialty of divorce with families that have a special needs child. Susan teaches the graduate mastermind course of, for divorce coaches and is the instructor for Tina Swithin's high, high Conflict Divorce Certification Program. Susan speaks at numerous local and national events and guest podcasts for national and interna international groups and organizations. Dr. Bernstein is the director of the Rockland, New York chapter of the National Association of Divorce Professionals, NADP, and co-director of the NADP Special Needs Divorce Chapter. She is a consultant for Vesta Divorce and is the coach and program manager for Rockland, Westchester, New York, Vesta Hub, also chosen to be Vesta Divorce's New York divorce coach. Susan has helped hundreds of individuals all over the U.S. and around the world focus forward and get unstuck from toxic relationships. When Dr. Bernstein is not coaching, networking, spending quality time with her three beautiful children, or exercising, she runs a real estate holding company, volunteers at her synagogue and children's schools, and loves time with her friends at her monthly cooking, book, and mahjong club. So welcome, Susan. Thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you for having me, Vicki. So glad that you're here. You know, Susan, you specialize in working with special needs families as a certified divorce coach. Why is a certified divorce coach beneficial to these families as they go through a divorce? Certainly, it's, it's vital to have an extra person on your team besides the divorce attorney. We all know you need an attorney or mediator when you get divorced, but they're trained to deal with the legal aspects. And a certified divorce coach is trained to deal with emotional aspects of divorce to help the client prepare for the legal and financial. And as a certified divorce coach, um, we know that often, whether you're the initiator of divorce or that you are the one who was told the divorce wants to happen, there's, there's a lot of overwhelm. So a divorce coach can help you process that overwhelm, help you gain clarity for that, help you 
figure out a strategic plan because as we know, every divorce is different, every family and couple is different. And just to help you get through this difficult time period so you go in prepared and know your ideal situation to reach for and how to overcome any obstacles in the way. And, and so specifically about special needs families, they have very unique set of circumstances. Why don't you address those just a little bit? Absolutely. And the same way no one goes into a marriage thinking they're going to get divorced, no one has a baby thinking, oh, this baby is going to have special needs. And it adds an extra layer of complication, especially if the child has severe special needs. Um, there's often one parent who turns into the caregiver and one parent who is moneymaker instead of both doing both. And um, when a divorce comes into play and that child's going to be between two homes instead of one, the caregiver has to go back to work and the moneymaker has to figure out how to care for that special need child. And of course, if there's siblings involved, how to balance all the children. Um, and, and I know we're going to get into some legal aspects as well, but just figuring out the logistics can be extremely overwhelming and needs to really take full focus to make sure that the children not only survive, but thrive during the process. And they have some very specific things that a traditional divorce doesn't have. What are some of those uh, complicating factors? Sure. Well, in a divorce, we know there's custody arrangements and there's monetary and finance. And those are the two main parts of divorce. So in custody situations, obviously, there's lots of different um, parenting time arrangements. But for a child with special needs who needs extra structure, you really have to take into account the child's best interests and how often they're switching from one home to another and what they need at both homes um, and any schedules for therapists that they might be going to or treatments, um, that's all plays a role related to decision-making. Normally parents say, okay, we'll share decision-making for education and for health um, and for every day. But certainly there can be um, aspects for the special needs child as far as schooling. And if parents agree, if they should go to a special school or not, and for medicine, if they should agree on what doctor and what medicine. So the medical decision-making also plays a role. And then you get into the finance component. In certain states, for example, where I am in New York, um, a child with special needs can get um, child support until they're 26 years old now. So knowing those additional things, as well as the finances for the add-on section of a divorce. Normally it's, okay, let's split the extracurriculars, let's split the doctor bills. But knowing that those additional things for tutors and therapists can be so much more, really looking at the percent each parent in the divorce can afford possibly putting on caps and, and being able to communicate and how you're going to reimburse each other because the expenses really are a lot more. Great. And what, what are some additional legal issues that they need to consider? Absolutely. Well, most of the time, as we know, parents, depending on the state, a child is considered independent once they're 18 or 21. But for a child with severe special needs, they might never be independent. So guardianship can be put in the divorce decree. So you don't have to go back a second time. Um, and talking about special needs trust, bringing in uh, wills and trusts and estate attorney and getting that in 
the divorce agreement because certainly children with severe special needs are entitled to federal and state funds and child support can sometimes indirectly harm them getting that if they're getting too many. So knowing how to funnel the money appropriately and how to putting money in savings long-term for that child, even as an adult child who will still need the parents' um, financial support and physical support as well. I think it's very interesting that New York has um, really opened the door for special needs families to um, increase that child support to 26. Um, I think that that was a very good thing to do. I, 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 any, any thoughts on whether other states would be doing that as well or any, any feeling about the energy behind that issue? I, I have heard um, through through all the different resources um, and organizations I'm involved with that they will. And I also think a lot of health insurances cover children through age 26. And so they're going to tie it to that. So I foresee down the road, state by state, falling behind it, falling in line as well. I hope so, too. I hope so, too. So uh, what resources should HR managers be aware of if there is a special needs child in the family? And how does that play a role in the divorce? Absolutely. And for HR to recognize this for their employees, whether they have a special needs child or an adult child who is special needs and is still dependent and living at home, um, knowing that that employee might have to take extra days to take that child um, to doctor visits or to attend IEP meetings at schools, um, making sure there's family medical leave there, understanding the employee needs it. It, but also for, for their child as well. Um, understanding the extra wear and tear that that employee is dealing with at home, you know, to trying to, it's almost like a home health care aid in some of these situations. So they have a full day of work and they don't get to go home and turn on the TV and relax. They get to go home and fully take care of that child. So knowing that burnout is high and understanding that, um, understanding that if the if the company has a picnic and a company baseball game and invites families to join, that maybe what is accessible for a child um, with special needs if they're coming or, or knowing what adaptations they can have at these family events um, as well. And um, knowing, I know a lot of companies per help provide legal resources, knowing the additional legal resources they'll need, like possibly that trust and estate attorney, you know, possibly attorneys, um, if, they're, if they're struggling with the school district, education attorneys to help those families get the best needs so that their focus can be on the job, knowing that their child at home has the best situation. And I know that's a win-win because they want their employees to be focused. And when everything is smooth at home, they are focused. Exactly. When they feel supported, they know that they can, they can, uh, relax and focus on their work. They don't have that concern. So what tips do you have for people in high conflict divorce uh, situations where there is a special needs child? Because I know that that is an issue in some of these families. Absolutely. The tensions run high and it is extremely hard when there's not an amicable situation and communication 
um, is not going back and forth. So there are many tips. One is pre-divorce, helping that client in advance prepare for the divorce, get their financials in order. Think about, you know, maybe getting the child a therapist, you know, prior to filing for divorce. So there's other experts involved. Um, During the divorce, understanding that, you know, they are mentally and physically drained and being there, um, understanding that probably their paychecks are going to legal fees and, and, you know, they, they might feel that they need a bonus or they need to ask for a raise during that time period um, and, and seeing what funding is available and helping them have backup plans. When you're dealing with a high conflict person, a lot of times you think, okay, we're going to do this, but you need a plan B, a plan C, a plan D, because they're high conflict, they're unpredictable. Um, they also will sadly um, put your client potentially in in a haze and, you know, with trying to figure out what is being manipulated and what is right and what is wrong and helping them gain clarity so they can focus. Um, so certainly dealing with a high conflict spouse plays a toll on someone. It's great that as an HR, you are helping that person separate and get unstuck, but know that it's not as easy as an amicable divorce, but there is a light at the end of the tunnel. And if that employee knows that their company is standing by them, knowing that this is just a time period and just the situation and things will get better, um, I think it'll mean all the world to the person who's going through divorce, knowing they have the support of, of their company. I agree. I agree 100%. So we always like to end the, these podcasts with three tips for HR. So I want to have three tips for HR to understand and help, you know, related to divorce with special needs children in their Absolutely. organization. Absolutely. So one tip is to just understand the extra stress of people going through divorce with a special needs um, child and that the time at home is not per se relaxing, that they don't have that downtime that they, another employee might, um, who has no children or who has children who can be more independent. So understanding what their home life looks like and that lifestyle. The second tip is understanding the limitations they have and, and, and that they might not be able to always do work at home between five and eight. They might be able to go home and after eight o'clock get to their work, but knowing what additional, uh, additional commitments they have at home. And the third tip is knowing that even though their child has hit that emancipation age of 18 or 21, that they might still be dependent and still be at home. So recognizing, okay, they have an older child, but that older child still needs care like a younger child would, would be the third tip. So if an employee um, has those insights in mind and communicates to the to that employee, we get what's going on and we are here to support you and it will make all the difference. That employee will really be loyal to that company for really understanding what's going on. And, and Susan, thank you for that. And before we go, I want to, um, the, the reason this is so important, Susan, do you have some of the statistics behind um, how, what, what, the, what percentage of um, uh, citizens here in the United States 
have special needs children or children on IED programs um, in the United States. And then speak to the special needs families that go through divorce. What are those statistics? Absolutely. Well, most of us have heard that half the country gets divorced, 50%. But out of families that have special needs children, the research has shown that 80% of families with special needs children will divorce before that special needs child is 21. So it's an extremely high number. So, you know, for a boss to get to know their, their workers and their employees and get to know what's going on at home and that added stress and know that they're up against some high numbers. And ideally these things can be prevented and they can be fixable. So being aware of what's going on. Absolutely. I think that that's a, that's a, a, that kind of shines a light on how big this problem is and how divorce is impacted. What is the statistic, Susan, on just families that have uh, children with special needs? Is that, isn't it like one out of every five families in the United States has a child on an IEP plan at school? They do say 20%. Of course, there's a huge range. There's a spectrum. And there's children who are gifted and talented who also have special needs because there's discrepancies in what's, what their strengths and weaknesses are, as well as um, there's, there's children who start off fine and then more severe issues, probably more mental health issues that which fall into special needs can come on. So an employee might be think, oh, everything's fine. Their child is active and great in the classroom and great on the field, then they hit puberty years and there's major problems. So again, being in tune, just because something was okay early on doesn't mean that child is going to be okay long-term. You could also have the opposite. Someone could have a child born with special needs and with, there's lots of therapies and medicines they can stabilize and live a wonderful, fulfilling, fulfilling life. So, and that's the goal is to really help them get that child to a great place. Well, you are awesome. And, and I, I know you know so much more. If, if somebody wanted to reach you, Susan, how can they do that? Thank you. Um, I always give out my phone number, 551-444-2609, or my website is www.divorcecoachplusplus.com. And I am available seven days a week, um, and it is always confidential, non-judgmental, and the first call is complimentary. So I hope to hear from your listeners. And I'm so grateful, Vicki, that you are doing this with Divorce Right and reaching this niche so that employers can help their employees because what a productivity difference it'll make. Oh, I think so too. We're really excited about the, the prospects of helping companies across the country deal with this, uh, an epidemic that takes so much um, out of the product productivity and, um, and the, the employees appreciation of their workplace. So we're here to make that impact. So thank you so much, Susan, you are awesome. Thank you so much. And we look forward to hearing you on our next podcast for Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. Susan, thank you so much and have a great day, everyone. Bye for thank now. Thank you, Becky. Bye. Thanks so much for joining us on Divorce Right, HR Solutions for Divorce in the Workplace. If you know someone who would benefit from something you've learned today, please share this with them. And if you found value, please leave us a review.